Welcome to the Recover You podcast with Kyleen and Patrick Terhune. It's here that we talk about sex addiction, betrayal trauma, mental, emotional, and physical health, faith, and anything and everything needed to recover you to your most authentic self that God created you to be. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Kyleen. <laughs> So when I was in college and I was in the collegiate corral at Bowling Green State University, I was in class one day and the the choir director conductor always called me Kylie. And he did that for months. And the girl that sat next to me one day was like, Dr. Skook, Dr. Skook, it's Kylene. And I'll never forget that. So you just said Kylene, and that's yeah, what I reminded yeah, me of. Yeah, so that's funny. why I say it. That's why you say it. Okay. Because I've heard that story. <laughs> well, now, now the rest of the world mm-hmm. is too. Yeah. Okay, so today we thought we would do something lighthearted and fun in sort of a get-to-know-us-get-to-know-each-other fun little chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, recovery is hard. Talking about sex addiction and betrayal trauma is really, really heavy. And as you go through these phases, it's important to um, give your brain a break sometimes. And uh, sometimes you'll want to read something that's not related to your recovery. Sometimes you'll want to listen to fun podcasts or watch silly movies or just go out on a date and do something just totally non-related. So we're sort of doing that with this episode. We're just taking a break from talking specifically about those things. And we're going to be a little silly today. And uh, maybe you can get to know us a little bit better and we can get to know each other a little bit better. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Do we give the audience a vote? Uh, sure. They have the vote to turn this podcast off if they're Pause. not. Like- <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yep. All right. So who's starting? You or me? You can start. I'll start. Okay. Yes. Patrick, do you prefer? <laughs> yes, I just started that one way. Do you prefer being called Pat or Patrick? Mm. All right. So uh, I think I've gone through a a evolution, mm-hmm. right? So when I was growing up, my family called me Patty, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't like that a lot because then that morphed into Patricia. You know, like on the <laughs> playground, right? People would be like Patricia. Um, but Patty was okay. And then, uh, when I got into high school, Patty, that's what your mom called you. So yeah. you liked that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom called me Patty was fine. Um, and then when I got into high school, I was an ROTC. So a lot of people called me Terhune by my last name because mm-hmm. that's just what we did. We called everybody by our last names, but mm-hmm. a lot of my closer friends would call me Patrick. Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody had ever actually called me Pat growing up. Which oh, is really? pretty crazy, yeah. Oh, wow. So then I got to West Point, and I became known as Pat. Yeah. Like, and it was Pat, Pat, Pat everywhere. And I really kind of liked it. I liked Pat. Um, everybody called me Pat. Um, my brother still called me Patty um, and stuff like that. I think that's that's fine. You know, it's going to be there. And then nobody actually called me Patrick again until you and I met. And your family all called I me I called Patrick. you Patrick, so then they called you Patrick. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So it was always kind of an interesting thing. It's like, it was like, it's like my, my change in names was marked by my life circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I would say that I don't mind either way. I really don't. You know what I mean? I think at times I've been like, I think I want to be Pat. And, but it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I think if everybody called me Patty, I would probably not like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would probably be like, come on now. Um, yeah. but I think, I think, you know, like my West Point friends all call me Pat. So which, if somebody was to meet you today, would you have them call you Pat? Um, I always introduce myself. Hey, I'm Pat. My name is Pat. Or so, when I make a Starbucks order, I say my name is Pat. P A T. I go, it's Pat. P A T. Because mm-hmm. people go Matt, and I'm like, no, Pat. <laughs> okay. I should probably say Patrick because you yeah. there is no matrix. <laughs> right. All right. So, money question: Do you care that I call you Patrick, or do you like it? I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't. I, I don't. I do don't think I. Deep seated man. Yeah, but I don't think Pat. This I don't. Time? I don't think. No, I don't think. I don't know. I think we had a conversation at one point about that um, during recovery. Remember? Remember we kind of had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think that was a little bit more of me trying to figure out who I was. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it was, um, to be honest with you, I think a lot of it came from 
um, there was a negative for a moment in time. There was a negative connotation with Patrick mm. because of what had happened. And there was a positive connotation with Pat because of negative connotation, meaning because of what I had done and stuff like, like that really messed things up. And you know what I mean? Like it was a like very, people would call you by that name in your addiction. No, or no, just, okay. no, just you called me Patrick. I oh, messed okay. it up. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and trying that to, was your, you were living in the Patrick identity. Yeah. I was trying to step into like, a new you know, a, a new identity. And, and sometimes you go back and you're like, one of the things you do when you go, go through this. And I, I, I think a lot of betrayals will do that. Betrayers will do this is they'll go back to like, when was I like, the best version of myself. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think happiest. That, yeah. I, th- I think that mm-hmm. was a little bit of, of what was going on there. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I, I actually don't mind either. I think it's, you don't mind it or you like it. If I call you Patrick, or do you really deep down, not like it? If I call you Patrick, actually, I don't even notice it. Okay. Yeah. I don't notice it. I don't think when's the <laughs> don't last have time, a preference. when's the last time you called me Pat? I don't call you Pat like ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. So well, we're cool with Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I think for right now. Right now. Okay. For, for oh, yeah, changes. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Number two. What is a quirk that I have? <laughs> among okay. ma- among many. Yeah. How, Feel free to pick how one. How much time do I have? One to and ten. can I <laughs> So uh, I think this is funny and, and I I actually think this this is it's like the truest things are said in joke. Uh-oh. In, in joking. Okay. I think you're like your abundant use of the word abandoned. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like, uh, like last night. <laughs> yeah. Like last night, you know, like, like you'll be like, why are you abandoning me? And, uh, I'm merely just going to the garage to get meat out of the freezer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And stuff like that. So, um, but it's always funny. I, I don't know if you remember what I told you last night. I was like, I'm waking you up at 2 a.m. to come with me when I go to the bathroom. And yeah. you wake up at 4.30 to work out with mm-hmm. me and, you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, you, if you don't want to be abandoned, let, you don't be alone. let's yeah. giddy up, you know? Yeah, right, right. So, um, so that's funny because I think, I think, I think you like know it's kind of silly, yeah. but I think you also feel abandoned. <laughs> I, I joke about it because it's yeah, true. Yeah. I also think one of the things, and this is actually a, a quirk that I like about you, is you have like, because I, I can make you laugh mm-hmm. and you'll be like laughing. And then occasionally you'll be like, ah, like really loud. <laughs> <laughs> like I think when you and I were on one of our first dates, I made you laugh in the restaurant. And yeah. I was like, whoa, that was really loud. Yeah, yeah when it like surprised me. I was like, "Whoa!" Meets me for the first time. I, I do think that's one of the first things yeah. that they notice is how loud I laugh. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think I think I think. So you think it's they like, don't know? They don't. Know, these quirks don't annoy me. I think yeah. they're just part of who Basically, you are. Basically, you think yeah. it's hilarious that I have an abandonment complex and that I laugh really loudly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I think I think when we're when we're disagreeing, I think I can play into the abandonment concept. Uh-huh. Or, you know uh, that that quite a bit. Uh-huh. You know, just make you more insecure. Or, oh, okay. Uh, no, yeah. no, just <laughs> no. That's yeah. both of those are very true. Those are not exaggerated yes. in the slightest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> number three. This is a good one. I feel like actually for relational dynamics. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about my ADD and my human design and how does that impact how you think about me yeah, or relate yeah. to me? That's actually, it's a good point. Um, I remember, uh, and, and forgive me, because if I tell a story and that's more OCD than ADD, mm-hmm. I, 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 I lump them all in there. You know, OCD, ADD, human design. I think the one thing, and this is interesting because, um, the one thing, like when we first started flying together and you were like, okay, we're going to wipe down the seat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember key you were like, seriously, dad. And I'm like, it's okay. Let's just do it. And, uh, and just go with it. Just she go doesn't with it. Have a mental and I remember, down. do you remember me joking with you one time when you're like watching me and I'm like wiping the seat and like looking at you, like I'm not going to do a thorough job and all that stuff. But I think what I've, what I've learned, because, you know, part of me, like, if you've never been exposed to somebody that has, like, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you just think it's something that you're like, oh, well, just, you know. You think it's work. Yeah, you're just like, hey, come on, it's all right. Mm-hmm. But it really is something that can kind of get in your mind. Oh, my and gosh. You'll, and you'll think about it and think about it if and think about it. If you legitimately have, like, and, um, OCD and ADD, like, you're going to loop those things if they bother you. And, it, it yeah. yeah, it can become an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what's really challenging to that is, like, it's like with anything. It's like... Um, um, if you have a, 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 
OCD or ADD or whatever, you know, and it's really starts to impact other people. Well, then you mm-hmm. have to kind of be like, well, let's, not, it's let's like, talk about that for just a second. Cause I haven't talked about that on this podcast, but okay. my OCD basically was significantly addressed when I did trauma work. Right. right. So it, it got worse during betrayal recovery mm-hmm. yeah. because, um, I was so stressed and it was something that I could control essentially. Like that's how the brain works. Was that an OCD thing? (laughs) No. Yes. (laughs) I mean, did you see me watching you? (laughs) Okay. We're recording. So we have no idea what you're talking about. So I have a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and I picked up the cup of coffee. No, no, you slid it. I slid the cup of coffee. Yep. And Kylene picked up the coaster. Mm -hmm. And and just gently set gently it down for you to place the coaster. Well, she, yeah. So. I, didn't, I didn't antagonize you about it. No, no, you didn't. Um, okay. So, okay. Here's my ADD. What were you just talking about? OCD. Okay. So that was something that not, it, it was actually, I think this might be important for people that are going through recovery on either side to maybe understand a little bit about OCD because it was created in my mind as a, um, coping mechanism for trauma that I experienced at a very young age. And so then my brain was trying to figure out how to process and how to get some semblance of control over, I guess, what was a fear in my mind at the time. And so OCD, germ OCD was developed by that. So like when I was very young, I started like taking like tissues and touching knobs and stuff like that. And then it turned into like washing my hands to the point where they were bleeding and like being in the shower multiple times and like all these kinds of, um, a very, very germ OCD. So over time, um, that really diminished significantly, but where it would show up was travel, which is typically nobody would really know that I had it because it kind of, I, I guess you'd say I learned how to manage it or it, it did significantly go away. Like it was not, like it was really bad for a period of time. And then it essentially diminished to the point where it was just like, I find it important to wash my hands or there was a period of time where I used hand sanitizer and then that kind of went away. And then really it only would pop up if we traveled and I, I'm like, Hey, this is just normal. Like, I think it's reasonable to wipe down seats. Okay. So, um, then during betrayal, it ramped up a lot. And I think there was a, a multitude of things that kind of happened there, obviously massive amounts of stress and re-triggering of brain trauma so that the coping mechanism that I had like a decade ago then came back up, right? Like let's this, this, you know, quote unquote helped me in the past. It can, you know, be a coping mechanism now, but then also we had gone through COVID. So there's all of this, um, you know, two years, like not really traveling or being around people. And so like you get back into traveling and stuff and you have all this trauma and your OCD has ramped up and then boom, that was the worst it had ever been. And it was the first time that it like legitimately in a long, 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 long time had actually bothered me. And it was when I went to the seven day level one training, practitioner training to learn the, the subconscious modalities and the emotional processing tools that I now use with my clients, that seven day training, I came back with my OCD, basically like put back in check. To the point where I was like, I set my bag down on the airport floor, which I like never, ever do. I like touched a handle on the bus and like not stressed out about it, all these kinds of things. So now it's instead of OCD, when I travel, it's a conscious choice. So Mm -hmm. instead of the compulsion, it's a conscious choice. So do I still want to wipe down the seat? Yeah, because it's like people's head grace is gross. I don't want to share that with somebody on a plane like, ew, you know, but um, like that's just a personal thing. But I'm not feeling like the 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 fear, right? You don't have. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and I remember, I guess this is the one thing that, that came out um, when we were in Disney World. So we were a little over a year, I think, into recovery. And so um, things were still, you know, at times difficult. Like 12 months or, or difficult. It was March. Yeah. It was, it was, so it was at times still difficult with us. And we were, you know, this was Keegan's senior trip. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to, to invest. And you were really OCD about, about trash and things like that. And I remember, you know, because you go through this, it, you know, we all get in our heads. Right. And so I remember being like, man, she's just, she's angry. So she's just like chewing me out. Like I, I remember thinking that. Right. And thinking like, she's just, like she's angry with me. So if I get close to a trash can, it's just 
express That's my anger. That's is kind of what you were right. thinking yeah. as I was using it. As so I'm like, I'm like, this is hard because I'm just getting my ass chewed out for walking through the park. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And then we had like a little disagreement. It was kind of serious. But no, one that was night, a big one. Yeah. And, and you had said to me, and this kind of really hit me, you said to me, do you think I like being this way? Mm-hmm. And I think that was the one area that really opened my my head, my mind mm-hmm. to like, man, this is, you are struggling with this. This is not a, you know, a, a choice and, and stuff like that. So that's the OCD piece on the ADD, you know what I mean? And I, and you're right. You have, you have, you have worked, worked really, really hard on that. On the ADD stuff, you are funny because you are, you spend a lot of time online because you're communicating with people and things like that, but you'll completely go offline and like, meaning like, I'll be telling you something and like, I, I don't know if you know, I will joke with you. I'll be like, so that's why I've decided to spend a hundred thousand dollars. Like, I'll just say something to you and you won't even pay attention. Like, and it's the most ridiculous thing. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've decided to get divorced and go be a monk. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've said these little, and like, you don't hear them. No, that's not true. I totally hear them. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> you say, what'd you say? Uh-huh. So when you say, what'd you say? You actually heard it? Sometimes. Because it's like you hear it, but I'm like focusing on something else. So then I'll come back to the conversation yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Well, the other time. Have I never, has there been something that you've done like that where I've actually, actually, truly never acknowledged it? Yes. Oh my God. For real? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like seriously, I've not, I haven't come back and been like, what, like what, what do you say is actually acknowledging that I heard something, yeah. right? Has there yeah. been a time where I actually don't even do that? Yes. No way. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Sure. I also forget a lot with ADD. Yes, like, you do. A lot. Well, you get, you, uh, it's okay. I, I, I don't want to turn this into a Kylie bashing. I really don't want to do that because that's not the intent of this. It's the, the intent is to tell some funny stories. Yeah. But it's like, like you can literally never remember when I'm traveling. Oh, no. And so that's I have true. to like tell you, I hire, like I, I get a lawn sign to be yeah. like, I'm leaving from these dates. No, that's legitimately like, true. You will tell me. And it's like, I have, but I do this with other things too. Like I'm traveling next Friday mm-hmm. and I kind of almost forget that I'm traveling next Friday. Should we talk about the dates of travel? Yeah, that's a whole other thing of like <laughs> figuring out when I'm traveling and actually giving you the right dates. But you'll tell me, but okay, but your traveling has amped up a lot and you go to multiple different places Mm -hmm. and I totally will block out what you say, Yeah, which is, I don't even know. It's because of your abandonment issues. (laughs) Right. If I acknowledge that you're leaving, that means I'm abandoned and that hurts too much. That's right. Block it out and forget. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, my OC would come in in handy there if it just looped the dates for me, but it doesn't for whatever reason. It chooses to block them out. So that's fun. So, I mean, it's, you know, once again, it's like. He'll literally be like, don't. And this helps. So talking about like how you've learned how to manage this, you actually know all of this at this point. Like this is not a surprise to you after 10 years. So you really have. This is what this is what you'll do. He goes, hey, I'm leaving. And so be like two weeks in advance. Right. Totally. One hundred percent will not remember that. There's no chance of me remembering that. And even, you know what I realized I did recently? I had put one of your dates in my phone, but I had put it on the wrong, in the wrong time. So you had gone and come back from your trip before it showed up in my calendar. (laughs) So that happens too. That's a whole other thing. But so then you'll, you'll be like two weeks in advance. And then it's like, a week in advance and then it's like three days in advance and then it's like don't forget i'm leaving tomorrow right. Right. so but when it gets within here's the thing of how my brain works though when it gets within a couple of days i'll start remembering yeah. yeah so i don't even know what that is i don't know that i don't know what that is okay yeah. so the human design thing you uh what, what are you a manifester manifester yeah. so i think the the big thing i've keyed in on is, is is i really it's not that i don't care about all the other stuff the thing that i've keyed in on is like you need rest yeah. and so it's like it's like i don't you know like I used to always, always kind of feel sad for you that you would be so tired. And I was like, oh, that stinks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. Oh, you know what I mean? literally yeah. your human design is the most consistently energetic yeah. one that there, that exists in the human design yeah. patterns. Yep. And mine is like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a inspiration phase and then a rest phase and the rest phase is like very and you see that i think like when my brain is on and it's going and i'm like let's do this and let's do this and then there's other phases where i'm like "Mm, i don't i don't want to do anything right right so i you know i i think i think as you learn to understand some of these things and you kind of get through it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and you don't you know you don't i think i think 
without knowledge, people who are high energy will say, well, why isn't that person having more energy? It'll be a value judgment. I don't think you ever, maybe you were silently, but I didn't really ever think you were, well, maybe I, okay, let me say this. I was going to say, I don't think you were ever judging me. Mm -hmm. Although I think I was judging myself. Mm-hmm. So I do think some of these things have actually helped me right. understand myself to the point where it's like, like I really want to be that person mm-hmm. that has that consistent energy that gets things done all the time and yeah. has consistent inspiration and creativity. Like, because I feel so good about my brain and, and my productivity when I'm in those phases. Right. And I wish I felt like that all the time. And I was raised in a house where basically everyone was generators. So mm-hmm. you're a manifesting generator which is even a little bit more energy than generators, but generators are like a majority of the population Mm -hmm. and they are consistent. Like they wake up with a certain amount of energy. Um, They're, you know, it just go, 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 get things done, finish things. And so I've always wanted to be like that. And so it's kind of been frustrating for me just on my end. I mean, like with all of it, honestly, like there's, there's funny little quirks about them, but OCD is incredibly frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, ADD, Maybe a little less so, but it gets frustrating because I'm like, I'll I'll pull up my phone to look something up. I'll see a notification 10 minutes later. I'm like, why did I pull this up? Like, oh, I was looking for a recipe. Like, what was that? You know, or like it's been so it's gotten so bad, even to the point where like I flooded the house one day because I forgot I turned the sink on. Like, it's legitimately a problem. But learn, I think. (laughs) I'm actually laughing. Should we tell them about the sock underneath the deck? Oh, that just happened today. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So mowing the lawn. A horrible episode. So the funny oh, thing is, is, everybody's got to know this. So I, works? <laughs> I, we're going to run out of time. Um, I actually, I can match my socks, right? My socks always match. Yes. I wash them. I put them together. I do not understand how that's possible. I don't, I've never understood. How can you have matching socks? Like two Two together all the time, no matter what. Like, how is that even like possible well, I to not think, lose a sock? Like, th- socks are the most losable things in the laundry. In my silly, my silly mind, I'll be like, I think Kylie's conspiring to make sure I can't match my socks. So today I'm mowing the lawn and I'm walking. I'm mowing under in the backyard in our deck, and I'm walking around the deck. And there's this black thing there. And I walk over. It's one of my socks. I'm like, I knew it. I knew that's what she's trying to do. And so there it was. There it was. So then I came in. I was, I, so then I came in. I was like, can you please explain to me why one of my socks? He goes, Kylie, and he's smiling the whole time. Like he knows there's some sort of excuse for this. He goes, do you um, have any idea why there was a sock on the lower level? And I was like, um, yeah. Because <laughs> I think the other day when I went out to lay out in the sun, it, it was in the... Uh, uh, towels that I brought out and um, got left on the porch and um, then must have blown off. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's funny because like I'll laugh about it too. Like I, I like I was I was replaying in my mind what I was going to say to you and like be mm-hmm. funny about it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I could totally see like the story you told me. I'm like, yeah, I could totally see that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because yep. that's what happened. Actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think that whole question is funny because um I have learned a lot about myself. I've act- and and the, here's the thing: like they are very silly, they are very funny, and I I really do work on these things. Um, you know, human design, like with my energy levels and stuff. I try to. I'm learning to batch like uh, my energy when I have a lot of it. Trying to be really creative and batch a lot of content and stuff like that, so it you know comes off um, throughout the time where I'm I'm resting. I have things to use and to pull on. Right. Um, I don't really know that I've figured out ADD yet, but OCD, like I said, a majority of it actually completely went away when I dealt with my trauma Mm -hmm. and calmed my brain and my nervous system down. So that was huge, 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 huge. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think understanding these things is helpful both for both of us because, um, it just, it creates a layer of communication. Like we were watching these TikTok videos, um, today about this girl with ADHD. And I was like, oh my gosh, Patrick, you have to watch these because this is your life. And it's, you know, it makes me feel like it's not, you know, like there's other people out there too that like get, um, you know, have the same thoughts that I do and stuff. So (laughs) it's kind of fun. Like the whole not eating thing was that made me laugh. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah. You just forget stuff sometimes, you know. Yeah, or you get super focused on something and then anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Number four. Let's move on to something positive, shall we? Yes. What is my biggest strength? Okay, but then I completed that sentence with and my biggest weakness. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so I actually think um I think you're an incredibly clear thinker. I think you know 
Um, and this has helped out through with a lot of things through our relationship. Like, you know, right from wrong. Um, you don't equivocate. I guess you could argue that that's a, um, a notion of truth. You understand truth. And, um, and then on top of that, you fight for it. So like, I remember this, um, early on when we were dating and, um, there was a family member who wasn't fully on board with us dating and, um, and you stood up for it. You actually, you know, stood up, stood your ground. You saw something in me that, that you were like, no, this is going to work out. And I hope that, <laughs> I hope that you get rewarded for that, you know, for that, but you will fight for what, you know, you don't, you don't waver, you don't equivocate. And I, I think that's a really amazing um, character trait of yours. And I think, you know, if you think about society and you know, we waver, we go, well, you know, what about that? Well, that's not so bad and, and stuff like that. And I think, you know, I think there's parts of society that would be better served by a little bit more concrete, you know, truth. And that says, you know, I don't want to go into too much on the political spectrum. Right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. That like the way I think about things, it's so it's so black and white, which I think there is a, a pros and cons to that. Right. right, right. It, but in a lot of times in the morality spectrum and um, stuff like that, it has, has been helpful yeah. for sure. Well, and, and what's interesting, and this is this is a good example of the on the addiction side. You, know, you said to me, you know, your big boundary was, hey, if you do this again, I'm out. Right. Mm-hmm. So you 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 believed in yourself. You were. Um, you believed in your own value, you were not going to deal with that again. Mm-hmm. You were sympathetic to you. the addictive nature yeah. of it and what had happened, and and you believed in the idea of me and what you had seen, mm-hmm. but you know, you put that out there. Um, and then on top of that, one of the things that I think really helped me was then, you know, kind of that shifting of you know, it's not that I can't look at porn. I don't look at porn yeah. or I'm no longer an addict. For your healthy right. mentality, yeah. too, in terms of like. I wanted you to succeed. And I also didn't, you know, I had a lot of my, obviously my own insecurities through this process, but I didn't want to play into Mm -hmm. um, this idea that like you couldn't make it. Right. Right. And so I think, I think that was really strong. And actually, you know, uh, because of your leadership there, I think in that is Keegan adopted that too. And he was like, dad, I know you can do this. And so that was really important because, you know, Mm -hmm. when you get discovered or you admit or you do whatever, I mean, the amount of shame that you're carrying is Mm -hmm. so huge because it's the the visible shame at that point. It was always invisible shame, right? But the visible shame that you're carrying is huge. So I think there's a a real strength of character in you that is, um, and I don't know if you recognize it sometimes, your own strength, but I mean, you have tremendous strength. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, what's my weakness? <laughs> Little, we could just stop there if you'd you're, like. Uh, you're ADD and OCD. No, just no, kidding. that's no, true. Just kidding. Just, just kidding. Um, I think you know, I, I I think weaknesses are interesting because I think they're just things that we have to continue to work through mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. And I think um, I think the area where I would like to see you grow, maybe why don't I put it that mm-hmm. way, is I'd like to see you develop a uh or continue to develop a, a better way to deal with criticism on social media. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, because, you know, because, the, so the weakness there is I take things way too personal. Yeah. And you'll yeah. get into these back and forth. And I, and I know like, you know, years ago, I guess not so much anymore, but years ago, I used to be like, disable the comments on that. And, yeah. you know, and you'd be like, well, no, I feel, I feel I have to reply. I'm like, why? You know, these people are trolls. You yeah. know what I mean? To be clear, I don't get an argument. I don't get in like arguing things or like a big mm-hmm. back and forth, like in a yeah. negative way. Right. I will respond like in on my social media. I generally am. I generally have the rule that like if somebody wants to disagree, but be respectful about a conversation, mm-hmm. I'm happy to go back and forth and have right. a conversation. Right. If somebody's a total troll, um, I'll typically delete the comment for a couple reasons. I don't really need that. Um, and also I don't want a lot of women that are coming onto my page to see a lot of these negative comments, um, when, when they're dealing with some of the pain, but, um, sometimes I will reply if it's something like in between, Mm -hmm. right. Um, because people will say really dumb stuff all the time. Like, well, if you, if you just, um, uh, had more sex, it wouldn't have been a problem or whatever. And, and I'll say things like, you know, that's not. Like that, that shows a real lack of understanding of the addiction process and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it really has 
depended because I did a lot of emotional work before we even went public to be able to handle comments. And I felt really good about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, but then sometimes people are just like, I mean, they are mean, they're so mean. And so I would sometimes disable comments completely. And then other times I just delete them if they're really nasty, but that, that has been a progress. I think I really, shifted a lot. I think, I think it's actually, and and I listened to this podcast uh, it was a Lewis house podcast and he had this woman on who was a streamer, video game streamer. She's gotten very wealthy and she's really Mm -hmm. popular and all this stuff. And, and what she does is she actually goes to therapy. She Mm -hmm. has therapy for those things. And she has a team that screens things Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But because she says it's so, it still gets her. I learned about it is like, it's not going to hurt my feelings unless there is a, an emotional wound that any trigger that we have is a reflection of an unhealed wound. So if somebody makes a a negative comment towards me, it actually doesn't typically bother me unless there's some part of it that I believe or am afraid of. So if there's something that's super triggering to me about it, then that that's why. And so they really are just a reflection of stuff that I need to keep processing, which is exactly what you're talking about, which is why therapy would be helpful in that situation. And that's what I did leading into our, um, our announcement publicly when we went public with our story was I identified all the areas that I knew at the time would hurt my feelings if somebody said something and we processed all those and that the ones that I identified and processed that worked super well because then if somebody said something, it didn't bother me at all. Um, And then as time went on, you, you just kind of identify other ones, but I would say that, yeah, I agree I think that shows up in other areas of my life. They're not just comments, right? Like that. Abandonment issues. (laughs) That I take things very personally. Right. Like I, if, if somebody doesn't, you know, respond to a text or whatever, I'm, I will immediately want, I will immediately feel like, oh, did I do something wrong? Did I, I, I tend to take a lot of the weight of something Mm -hmm. on me as opposed to just like letting things. Yeah. Just letting things roll out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree. So yeah, but that's something I have also like. Let's acknowledge has come along. Oh, absolutely, now. absolutely. I think it. Well, I think it's one of those things. It's like as you get better and better and better and continue to work on that, you will be able to more fully use social media. To, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to you know what I mean? Like yeah, because it, then it you removes have, the fear, removes any obstacles, yeah, and then you emotional. Can really obstacles. talk about what you yeah. want to talk about without fear. Yeah. Recovering is like tending a garden. A few days ago, I was walking past my garden and I noticed a large weed growing right next to one of our plants. I reached over and ripped it out from the roots. Later that day, it had withered in the sun so quickly and it made me think about recovery. So often, the things we are afraid of addressing or telling people or bringing into the light, they seem so scary, so impossible to rip up by the root, are the same things that die as soon as the light hits them. Whether you are talking about the shame with addiction that dies when you step into the light and ask for help, or the embarrassment of betrayal when you claim your truth and reach out to a coach or support group and find out you aren't alone. Negative emotions are like weeds and their root system can grab a tight hold on you. But when you rip it up from the root, it will die so quickly that you might wonder why it took so much time to address it in the first place. And recovery is just like tending your garden. You address and pull up every insecurity, every negative belief you have about yourself, every fear one by one until you have a healthy, beautiful garden and life again. This process can get messy. You can get dirt on your hands. It can be tiring. And sometimes it can even be discouraging as you look around and find another weed popping up just when you thought you were done. But ultimately, consistency, intentional time, and care is what curates a beautiful garden or life that you feel proud of. We know that the best things in life don't necessarily come the most easily. It's also true that having the right tools and resources can make the project much easier. If you are at the place in your betrayal recovery journey where you are ready to start pulling up the weeds one by one, addressing all the emotions and fears that have come up, and you want to work with someone who can provide you the right tools so you can speed up the process, effectively get to the roots, and provide your garden with the right nourishment, then book a connection call with the link in the show notes so we can discuss how the Phoenix Transformation Coaching Method might be right for you. Well, let's just wrap it up with what what do you like most about me? Wait, how's that different than the other question? What? 
It was what's my biggest strength and weakness. This is what do you most like oh. about me? What? <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I think, I think you I like. I think I like that part about you. But hey, let's come up with more because. What and, part do you like? And just so you know, just so everybody knows that when I compliment her, it will have an expiration date. It'll oh, probably be expired yeah. by about four. Mm-hmm. What she compliments me on is I will probably okay, take with me will, to the okay. grave. You know what? You can't take credit for that. We watched a video <laughs> on TikTok. This guy was like, men everywhere, you need to know that when you give women compliments, they have an expiration date. And men, when you receive compliments, they don't expire. You'll remember them forever. They will last in perpetuity. Right. But it is very true and very accurate that we as women need refreshers on the compliments. It may be multiple times a day. It may be within the next 24 hours, Mm -hmm. but that's just a good rule to, to understand. So what do I like? What do I like? What's the question again? What do I like most about you? Uh Okay. Yeah. All right. So is this a hard one? No, it's not. I just wanted to make sure, you know, based on the previous question that that, that, that I'm saying, this, Mm -hmm. I think um, it's your ability to see through the noise and to keep going, mm-hmm. you know, so like you, if you think about it this way, and, and I know, you know, we all, I think most parents feel like they could have done better, you know, and, and let's just talk about, about Keegan, you know, you're like, you, know, you had some clear things that you wanted to do for him and you worked hard and you got there and you didn't always do it right. And you and him would battle and he would say some hard things to you and you would, you know, think maybe you oh, know, I it, constantly yeah. say I have not done a good job. Yeah. Parent, yeah. But I mean, best job that I could. But, but you know, it, it, the, the proof is in the pudding, you know what I mean? He, he really is, you know, he, he demonstrates a lot of love towards you and things like that, but you pushed through that. You know what I mean? You very well could have been like, not my issue. Um, same thing with, with, I would say cancer and same thing with us. You know, you have, you've got a, a, uh, determination and a willingness to and a resilience to you that that is really quite a wonderful thing that I think sometimes people take a, take uh, for granted in mm. you and uh, what do you mean and that? I think they're foolish. I think I you know I think I you know some of the negative interactions you've had with people at times I think you know I don't know if it's because they don't think you're mature enough or whatever but they're wrong you know what I mean they're wrong they just don't get to know you and and you know like we were talking last night about you know the 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 church situations that you've been in like they just don't know you they don't they don't take the time to get to know you and they're they're dealing with maybe they're dealing with their own stuff but you know you you've got you've got a real resilience to you and and you're thoughtful and you're smart and and you love fiercely, um, you know, and, and resolutely and things like that. So is that more than one? Well, I'll take it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. We're announced your Now I feel like a jerk asking this what? first question. Oh, okay. What's the first question? Well, I'm gonna people are gonna be like, he's such a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> but it was silly. I was actually saying it. Okay. Saying it so, all right, so I'll ask it. Okay. Do you think I'm hot? Yeah. All okay. right. So um <laughs> particularly and you lean against the door you lean against a door or sometimes when we are frame door frame Mm -hmm. door swing right Mm -hmm. with the you know the one arm up deal or particularly when we're um sitting across the table from each other and you're like drinking some coffee you have these little poses that you do when you're like Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's like when you're leaning on the table or when you're holding a cup of coffee yeah there's a lot of times where i'm like ooh. I've been working on those mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Paparazzi moment. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> what about me? Not you a- should turn that. <laughs> I didn't ask that. Very. Do you ask that? Yeah, yeah. Very. Moving on to question two. Right. Uh, what do you like most about me? Mm. Okay. So there's a lot of things I really like about you, which is one of the only reasons that we are here today. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, you are a very introspective person. So like a lot, and I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but like, I feel like a lot of men like miss the opportunity to think at, at the depth that they can about themselves and about life and about their partners. And I think that's a strength that you really have is that you can, you really want to become a better person. And so you look at our, um, 
you look at your life and you're like, how can I improve this? And obviously addiction got in the way. And, but once you had the tools, you were like, okay, I'm going to use all these because I really want to climb that ladder. I really want to be a better person. I want to, you always use the term finishing well, like I really want to finish well. So I think you look at life and you're like, how can I improve and do better at work? You're like, how can I improve and do better? Um, in our relationship, we're constantly trying to grow and do better. And, and you really have a growth mindset. And that takes a lot of personal reflection and introspection and a willingness to be wrong and a willingness to change and a willingness to grow and a willingness to take feedback um, and criticism and all these types of things. Um, and I think that is a real strength of yours. And I think it allows us to have really deep conversations about things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that allows us to connect on a different level. And, um, so, so I guess if I had to answer that in a sense, I like your brain. Oh, thanks. (laughs) My brain is hot. Yeah. So sexy. It's brain alive. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think you're really, um, thoughtful. Like you leave me a note every morning and you put my coffee next to the bed. And it's like a bunch of like little things like that. Um, really add up and and um, provide a level of um, safety and like I know you're thinking about me and I also really like the fact that you that we laugh a lot mm-hmm. so um, that's one of the things that really really I think brought us together was having a lot of fun and then that really was such a, a juxtaposition with betrayal as everything was so serious and so dramatic for yeah. so long. Yeah. And I think it's nice because now we're laughing a lot again. And, um, you know, and we do like, even with, I don't know, quote unquote serious, maybe they're not so serious things, but like my ADD and my OC, we, those are not stress points mm-hmm. for us. And that's something I really appreciate. Like you have never, you never take those things and make them stress points in the relationship. We always find some, some way to be silly about them or laugh about them because in the scheme of life, like they're not a big deal. Like the fact that your sock was in the yard, like nobody cares, right? Like your the sock was in the yard. So what, right? It's yes. funny. And it's a story and it's a little quirk that my, that I have or, you know, whatever, or it's a lesson to learn that I should grab it off the porch sooner, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not, you know, a relationship problem. And so you never, ever, ever have been somebody that has like held stuff like that over my head or like it gets mad at, at the small stuff like oh, that. The sock is definitely the sock's going to be held yeah. over for the rest of my yeah, life. <laughs> yeah. That's going to come up a lot. I mean, like we, that has never, you've never been like that. You've never like. You're not somebody that pulls up, you know, old stuff and says, well, what about this? And remember this fight that we had and, or like, I'll do something dumb, like flooding the house in, in trauma and, and ADD and totally forgetting to turn off the water. And you never once said anything like unkind or like personally attacking me or anything like that. I think the one, what was it I said? Cause you did it the second time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did it twice. And I think this episode I think is I, really making me sound like a train wreck. No, no, you're fine. But I think it's funny. Cause I always try, like, I know how hard it is when, you know, and I think I just said to you, I was like, I think you just need to pay more attention. <laughs> Yeah, you were so no, that was, that was no, that was some, that was another incident. But we don't have to go. In. That was when you backed oh. into my car. Oh. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think I said that you were like, "I'm so sorry," and I was kind of like, "You were so irritated that day." I was like, "I can't believe she backed into my car," but I think all I said was, <laughs> "I'm thinking your favorite." No, I said you need to have more situational awareness. <laughs> But see, that's the thing. That's my point is like, you've always had the perspective that even if something costs us money or even if something you're like, it's just money, it's just a car. It's just stuff. That's not, it's not eternity. It's not relational. It's not, you know, it's not a, a, a moral, you know, statement about you being a good or bad person. It's just a frustration. It's an accident. You've always recognized that those things are accidents. Mm -hmm. And you've always recognized that like, you know, Hey, like that was stress. And, you know, during betrayal, like a lot of that was stress because, you know, and you took responsibility for that in some level. And, but you've always been like that. So that's something I really have always appreciated about you is the little things are the little things. They never turn into big things. And we usually are able to laugh all of that off. And, um, be silly about it and <laughs> actually focus on the big things, yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Number three. I feel like a, I, the question was, <laughs> what do you think I deserve more of? These are good questions. Okay. <laughs> you feel like you're I feel, yeah, I feel like they're a little egotistical. 
Yeah, mine are all about my quirks and my, uh, like you were pointing out all my flaws and I'm pointing out, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. These are good. Um, What do I think you deserve more of? Um, It's a good question. Uh, Money always. No. (laughs) Of course. Send money everyone. Um, Deserve more of. Um, I think you have a lot of love in your life. I think Mm -hmm. you have a lot of respect in your life. I think a lot of people value you. Um fun maybe i think you've had a lot of hard things in life yeah yeah and i think um it's like i think you need less stress i guess i would say that yeah deserve less stress yeah like just you've always been somebody that's like i'm gonna take on the the burdens of the world type thing and i'm gonna like fix everything and like i don't need help from anybody and um so i think that that is like less stress and like more joy in life yeah yeah i would agree with that Mm -hmm. um what career would you like to see me do? Oh, let me tell you. Yeah? Yes. I have a vision that we do, like, we create this, um, what's the word I would use? I, I, I It's multifaceted because you have a lot of gifts and, um, and talents that I think when they're harnessed in the right way would just, like, totally explode um, with success. And both to help other people, but also to really fill you up in, in feeling like very purposeful in your life. And one of those is you're really, really good at doing leadership in companies and businesses and stuff. So I've always thought that you would be really good as like a business consultant, a leadership consultant. Mm -hmm. But I think with everything you've been through, I think you have a really unique perspective to, yeah, you can do that in businesses and have like a really cool opportunity to consult on a on a really high level and I think you also have like this really cool like I think it'd be super cool to do like in churches specifically with like business structure in churches Mm -hmm. but then also now with creating this structure of safety trauma awareness um uh, porn addiction support, betrayal support like really just setting up the structure Mm -hmm. um it not only in their business aspect but also in the leadership capacity of like hey like you're a better leader when these things are in place right and if this is if this is a personal struggle that you have like let's not shy away from addressing it in the in the consultations but i think that would be super cool and then i also have this vision of at some point you and i doing um couples support and providing like retreats and um you coaching men well like i'm already coaching women and like you mm-hmm. you doing that. i i know i just have told you this like i feel like you would have a wait list i know several people that um listen to the podcast have already expressed that their husbands would love to talk to you um so i just feel like if you open that door like it would be very successful and um i will just announce to everybody that uh, i did convince patrick to take the level 1 training that um that I took in order to be doing trauma work and stuff. So uh, he will have the capability um, next year, which I'm really excited about. Now, I'm just going to work on you. Now, what? that's fine. Like, I actually, that's part of what I think will be really yeah. great is I think when you have a couple that has the tools and the skills to do the emotional processing in the trauma work, mm-hmm. I just did that on you. Like, we did two things last week right. or this past week. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, super great because you were like, hey, this is going on. I was like, great, let's do a parts integration. And I had the ability to do that and you talk we talked through it and it was bada bing bada boom Mm -hmm. you know and that's faster than hey let me you know book a session or whatever and so I actually think that's going to be great because if I tell you I'm struggling with something you can actually say um you'll know how to identify for me Mm -hmm. if it's a part or if it's a limiting belief or if it's this or that and then we can actually process it together like I'm I think that's great um but you'll have the ability to do I think it'll help you you already run these um, support groups with the guys. I think it. I think it will give you extra tools um, and extra insight into how to support them, even um, if they're open to it, if they want to. Um, and then, should you ever choose to open the door of coaching, I think that's. Um, yeah. I think it's. I think well, you'll have the yeah, I ability. Guess we'll, we'll, we'll. I'll pray about it and see where <laughs> where things take me. Yeah. You know. So, um, <laughs> this last one's kind of silly. How hard do you think it was for me to come up with these questions? Yeah. Yeah, very hard. Very it, hard. It took you way too much time. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um let's see. Let's just throw this out there. Um let, let me ask you, um, why, why don't you where did you already ask me what I like most about you? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. Okay, that was question number. one. Skipped over that. And oh, said, okay. I don't want to answer that. No, I didn't. I know. Right? I'm just messing with you. That. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't we just um ask what your quirk is then? What's my quirk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you supposed to tell me? Yeah. Okay. What's my quirk? Yeah. Um, your quirk is the fact that you find socks in the backyard. <laughs> Come in and ask me, what's yeah. this sock doing? Uh, no, your quirk is that um, you, you don't really understand how the socks are not supposed to be matched up. Like, you don't understand how that's possible, and I don't understand how they actually match up. So your quirk is that you are way too organized. Mm. So I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you not lose things in the laundry? On a regular basis. I don't know. Well, I think part of your issue with the socks is happier socks are in the bottom of the bed. That That's not happy so, issue, Patrick. That is the issue. You sleep with socks on, they end up in the bed. Yeah. They're definitely going to get mismatched. Like, there's no way to not have that happen. Yeah. 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 So my last question for you is, what is it like to live a life where you don't have ADD or OCD? Uh, you know, I do have OCD. So like it, it, it's, um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't think you have OCD. I think yeah. that's more of like little quirks that you have. Like, yeah, they, like legitimate. Like OCD. mine is. I like like we talked about it last night. You know, seven fifteen appointment. I wanted to leave by six fifty five. I actually left. By yeah, 6:50. that's just that's just like being super being super timely. You want to be super yeah. timely. Yeah, I I get I get really anxious like going to an airport. I don't want to like skate through. Yeah. I want to be there. I want to sit down. I want to. You know. I think that's more yeah. more of a personality thing than an OCD thing. Yeah. So wait, what was the question? What's it like to live a life without ADD and OCD? I don't know. I've got my own. Issues. You don't obsess about things. You don't forget a lot of things. Sleep well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I it's nice. It's a nice life. It's nice. Yeah. Your yeah. brain can like totally focus. On oh, I can totally shut like. off. Yeah. Like, like I, uh, I decided going into the MRI this morning that I was going to shut down during the MRI. That's something I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. He went into an MRI, which is a very loud scan and he fell asleep. Yeah. I slept through the whole There's thing. There's no way I could have done that. Yeah. It was great. Zero percent chance I would have fallen I was all groggy for like 20 minutes afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was some good sleep. So. Oh. All right, Patrick. Well, it's been nice getting to know you. Yes, as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You Any as- other questions you have today? No. No. Anything no. else you want to share with people about our personalities? <laughs> no, I think we match very well. I think. Say? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, that was fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful, it would mean so much if you leave a five-star review or post a screenshot and share on social media. We are on a mission to share the message of recovery and you can help get the word out. If you know a friend who could use this podcast, please share it.